Hello, everybody. Welcome to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Male. Yo, what's up? It's Blair. Yo, Blair. Hmm. This is an episode about date nights <sighs> with yourself. Just fart noise. <laughs> I know. Love those listeners. You may know this if you're on the Wet Fresh Hell Facebook page, but we have a great Facebook group through Wet Fresh Hell, which is our parent podcast. And Blair put up a query to our listeners about date night ideas. And they're so good. So good. And also it made me realize that I could use a date night. Oh, I mean, like really, truly, totally. Yes. You know, I looked up just for to make myself feel better, I guess. (laughs) I looked up like how many date nights people are going on and that kind of thing. And the first article that came up was not helpful to me. They say a study of the routines and quality time of 2000 families found the majority of parents, 54%, say they only get 12 date nights at the most per year, and as many as one in three get less than one date night a month together. This is from back in 2018. It was a different world then. That doesn't seem like a lot, though. What? Really? Listen, you bring your kids on your date nights, though. That's the thing. So they're not date nights. That's not a date ever. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. But once a month, that's nice. That's great. I feel like that's a lot, right? Yes, I agree. It feels like a lot. That's once a month. And I think it has, there are so many obstacles to going out on dates, right? Yes, there are. There are so many. And obviously those numbers, like I said, are from 2018. We are at a time now where economically things are a little different for many people, for the world, job, you know, jobs are kind of funny. We have labor shortages, et cetera. And also we have the continued presence of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So... I do feel like it was a bit of a different time. In 2020, now this is from a survey of 2,000 parents of school-age children, so a little older, conducted by one poll in Groupon. In 2020, the average parent hasn't had a romantic date night in three years. See, now that sounds better to me. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like it. That's there more it like my life. There it is. And even worse, 30% of the respondents said it's been so long since they had a romantic night out with their partner that they don't even remember when the last one was. Yikes, the strikes us. Yes. And I get that. I feel that very deeply. You know, I think that two things. One is babysitters having sitters for the night and like proximity to like family to just drop them off. I feel like we would have way more date nights if I could just drop my kids off for free. Like at your, if your mom and dad didn't live in Georgia. Yes. Like if I could just drop them somewhere off mm-hmm. for free. Cause dropping the cash for a date night and dropping the cash for a babysitter, it's like a little insane. Completely agree. And then also, I think like also, and this came in our answers as well, is like being in the burbs, being, you know, in kind of a remote-ish location versus being in the city is different too. You mean as far as like accessibility of things that you would do for dates? Or to get to places. Totally, 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 totally. That's actually not a bad point. Like we often drive 20 to 30 minutes. Well, I guess you'd have to take the train to a restaurant in the city. But yeah, it is. But you could also walk, you know, if you You could also go to the corner You could or downstairs to your local restaurant. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Gets tough. And I got to tell you something, Blair, that babysitter thing, you know, and I believe that they deserve every penny. All of it. Nannies and babysitters for keeping our kids safe and fed and sometimes even happy. (laughs) (laughs) But like mostly just keeping them safe and fed and comforted and all that stuff and keeping them company. But you're right. When you add that to the price of dinner and a movie or whatever. It ain't like it used to be, Molly. Like I used to babysit 
And especially for date nights for parents all of the time. But they also were paying me like 20 bucks. If that. Oh, I got paid like $2.50 an hour. Yeah. It was like nothing. Yeah. And what was I really doing? I got there when they were getting in their jammies and I'd watch a show with them and I'd put them to bed. Yeah. And then I just got to sit there and like eat their leftovers or they'd buy me pizza. Yeah. Come on. It's a different time. Sometimes they had cable. And sometimes they had cable. What? They got HBO. What? If they had HBO, they didn't have to pay me. I got to watch movies. I mean... Movies. Yeah, it was very, very different then. It was very different. Well, another thing I learned in reading and trying to make myself feel better for the lack of date nights that I have Mm. is that, and this is going to come as a surprise to probably exactly nobody, but guess what? Date nights are good for you. (laughs) They're good for you, (laughs) and they're good for your relationship, and they're good for your kids to see you have them. Yes. Yes. So true. So this is in a parent's article about how most parents haven't been on a romantic date in way too long. They say studies have shown that parents who commit to date night communicate with one another more effectively, have a stronger sense of commitment, and experience an improved sense of romantic and intimate love for their partners. I mean, duh. Okay. Uh, I know, it's a real duh, but also, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Plus, it's good for the kids. Uh, There's a San Diego-based family and child therapist named Lauren Cook who says... It's so important that children see healthy modeling of their parents upholding date night. Mm -hmm. This demonstrates for children that their parents can keep a commitment, both in the short term of date night and in the long term of a dedicated partnership. Here's the thing, too, Molly. I got to tell you this. Yeah, please. My parents never went on date nights. They didn't. They didn't. No, unless it was like a function. Yeah. They were going to, you know, or... Yeah, I just don't ever remember my parents going out on a date night. Isn't that crazy? And that just came to me. You should ask them. Because you might just not remember it. Yeah. Maybe they I mean, I have babysitters, but I always feel like they were like going out with their friends. Or they were, or maybe I just made that up. <laughs> you know, it's funny that I'm you like, say no that. No way. They don't want me without them. <laughs> there must have been a very serious emergency going on for them not to take <sighs> me with them. Jeez. Wow. You have a good point about, you said they were going out with friends. See, now I would count that as a date. I know it's not a one-on-one date. Really? But like we go on double dates and I think the reason why, like when we have quote unquote date night, Mm. I would say 85% of the time it's because we we haven't seen our friends either because they have kids or they're busy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So a date night to us is like get a babysitter so my kid is covered and safe. Then we leave. We go meet another couple. We have dinner. We go to a concert or we go to whatever or or an event like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're right, like a function, (laughs) high class luncheon. (laughs) I feel like the idea of what a date night is, is kind of flexible. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what you and your family can swing, Mm -hmm. right? And you and your partner. And a lot of that has to do with A, money, B, how little your kids are. Yes. Yup. It's real different now. When my son was an itty bitty baby, I remember that first date night. I remember it so well. And mm-hmm. it was just me and my husband. I think we went, we sat at the bar of a restaurant mm-hmm. so that it'd be faster. Cause I was like, I had that panic and anxiety about leaving my baby mm. who was probably three months old, eh, maybe two months old. Mm-hmm. And you know, my breast filling up with milk while we're sitting there, <laughs> there was that too. It was like, woo. And just the tiredness and everything. It just was harder. It was much harder when. He was a little. How about for you, Blair? Well, you've always been good. I feel like you've always taken your kids 
even to, out to dinner with you and Bill. Yeah. Again, that was like my husband and I, that first of all, I was bartender when we met. I was his bartender. I served him the very nice wines. That's our love language is wine. And we, before we had kids, date nights is what we did. It was like our thing. So as soon as we had kids, as soon as we had our son, that it didn't stop because we just took him out everywhere we went. Sometimes inappropriately <laughs> to like, you know, like omakases, like people like, why do these people have their two month old child here? It's like, I got to get that good sush. But we also, Bill had a friend who told us when we were pregnant with my son, she was like, schedule a date night and keep it for the rest of your marriage. And I was like, what? Okay. And she said, let it be a Saturday from five to eight and always have that clocked out have somebody available from now until forever. And I'm like, actually, okay, great idea. And Bill was like, yes, great idea. She's like, because you won't do it if it's not scheduled. Guess who didn't schedule it? (laughs) Us. And so it never happened. And so now we find ourselves just like trying to fit it in, trying to fit date nights in, you know? And it's like, Every time we're out on a date night, we talk about how Marjorie told us to do it every about week. the date night and how we should have scheduled it and we should have done it. And she said, even if you don't go anywhere special, she was like, you could go downstairs to the pizza spot right. and just get a slice. She's like, go on a walk. She was like, but schedule, just have that block of time always once a week for you and your partner. Right. Once a week. And we're like, done. Didn't happen. And now look at yeah. us. Well, you know, what we learned from their responses, and I was truly inspired by our listeners' responses, Mm -hmm. was the idea of, like you said, you know what happens. Poop happens. So sometimes it's not going to work out. But if you have something on the calendar, something, Mm -hmm. and you're flexible, Mm -hmm. then you can still have time. And it may not be... You know, putting on lip gloss and a kitten heel and going out for that steak dinner you thought you were going to have. Meow, meow. But it's more about finding the time, those pockets of time. And I feel like my husband and I are pretty good at like touching. I don't know how to say touching base, but like checking in, I guess that's a better way to put it with one another. Pretty much daily about like, hey, this is all well and good, but how are you doing? Like we're good in like micro moments. Mm hmm. But those big dates are a little harder for us. It's kind of funny we're talking about this today because we're going on a date on Friday. <laughs> Isn't that funny? funny? We have a sitter. There you go. And our sitter is awesome. He's this great 15-year-old kid. He'll be 16 soon. And his response, before we go to break, I have to read this to you. His response was so funny where he's clearly like, he's always just sort of been available. He's like, hey, how's it going? He's like a 14, 15-year-old kid. But now he's like becoming a teenager and something else might come up. Yeah, he's getting, up getting up there. He's got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a date night. Yeah. Nobody doesn't like making money. So, of course, he's like, yeah, but here's his response. So I asked him, hey, mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. you babysit, you know, Friday 5 to 10? He wrote back. Oh, so best kid in the world, by the way. So he writes back, hey, so far, my schedule is clear that day. <laughs> so I should <laughs> be able to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. You can't say so far and you can't say should. Those are two red flags, buddy. So far, so good. We're four days out and he hasn't gotten a better offer yet. So hopefully we're covered. (laughs) So it's also a Tuesday. So you never know. The week is young. The Thursday, he may ask Cindy Lou out. You busy this weekend? She's like, I have Saturday. I have Friday tomorrow from five five to to ten. He's like, perfect. (laughs) 
I just got to handle one thing. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> one foot. And you know how you stand on the border of two states and you're like, oh, look at me. I'm in Massachusetts and Rhode Island at the same time. Right now, he's like available and not available at the same time. Yeah. And it's causing me uh, pain in my heart. My heart is squeezed <laughs> by his tiny 15 year old hand right now. This is the dilemma of date nights. This is the yes. dilemma of date nights. The floor could drop out on you at any moment. <laughs> you hear that toilet flushing? Oh, that's my plans. Run out the toilet. Put those, that's my date night. Put that lip gloss away. Put that lip put that away. You ain't going. When we come back, we're going to hear some great tips from all of you, our amazing listeners. We'll be right back. Stick around. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, we're back talking about date night ideas. So... We're going to be flexible. Flexy. But we're going to schedule the time. We're going to schedule the time. Schedule it. Schedule it out. Ooh, because it is. It's so good for us to model that healthy behavior. And I also like, I like, it's so true because as soon as, like, something, this is going to sound awful, but sometimes like before date night, I'm like, oh, okay, we got a date night. I got to, you know, you got to do all the things. I got to make sure the kids have dinner, depending on what time we go, pajamas are set out, you know, all the things, Right. So there's a little bit of stress and there's a little bit of like, oh, it'd just be easier to stay here. And then once you get out, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Right. And it's always worth it. You get to have conversation without being interrupted. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. It's the best. Yes. That is very, very true. So, yeah. That's the another thing from the parents article. They say it also gives parents something to look forward to where they can tap into identities other than being a parent. Oh my gosh, isn't it the truth? Yes, and they say it's important to foster your identity as a spouse, our partner, just as much as it is to connect with being a parent. That means you dedicate intentional time for dating just as you would give intentional time for parenting. I mean, it just... It's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and it makes all the difference. And we always come home a little tempsy. (laughs) And just like we've had a really great time. And I got to tell you this also... Is that lately, especially like holiday season is just like a lot. Yeah. Right. And you're just spending time with everyone a lot. But it's been months, 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 months since my husband and I have sat down and like watched something together. Yeah. Every time we go on a date night, when we come home, we're like, what do you want to watch? It always happens. 
It's because we want to spend, because like we got this time together. We want to spend just a little extra. Yeah. Just a little extra. It's nice. And kind of like what you were saying before you had kids, date night was your thing. And for us, like for David and I, I think you kind of hit on something where like, it makes you want to hang out more. It taps into who you were before you were a parent. Yeah. And you want to like make that last a little longer. Yep. And we did. We used to each get a little half glass of wine and watch some Netflix before we went to bed. And we so rarely do that now because at 8.15, I got get nana. Night night. Night everybody. <laughs> I'm fun. Click. Or I'm watching something on my phone. I'm like in bed and I'm like watching The Circle. Love is blind. <laughs> Circle's really good though. That's a good one. It's so good. But yeah, so here we are. We've scheduled. We've made intentional time for dating. What are some things we can do? So in the responses, Blair, you can agree or disagree. There seem to be some themes, which I really liked. One of which was people who were like, we don't go on a lot of dates. Let's do this. Yes. Which I love. So they went, they go all out, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one listener named Laura said her favorite thing is to go out for all you can eat sushi. And then they go see their wedding band, which is such a fun idea. That's a great idea. I mean, talk about reconnecting with who you were before you had kids. Go see the band who played at your wedding. That'll bring back some memories. Also, talk about full. (laughs) What? Oh, all you can eat sushi? Oh, yeah. I got to tell you something, though. That sounds good. And if you take breaks, you can get a lot of sushi in there. (laughs) Yes, you can. Listen, that's the reason why wasabi and sake exist. Yeah. It's a good gut wash. Yes. Gosh, it's good. Mm -hmm. She actually recommended the name of her wedding band, which is the Amish Outlaws, Outlaws, I believe. (laughs) So funny. That sounds like a good time. That sounds like a good time. I would do it. And then another listener named Tina. Do you, you, I feel like this is something you and Bill would do or be good at. They go on progressive. Is this a progressive date? Yes. Done. Done. Bill and I have never done anything like that. Mm -hmm. I wrote it down in our calendar. So this is what Tina says. She, they go for drinks at one place. Then they get up. They move on to the next place. They have apps. Yeah. They get up. They move on to the next place. They have dinner. They, I mean, they hit three or four places in one night. And she's the one who says, it's not cheap, but when you go out three times a year, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Such a great idea. Such a great. That's so up your alley, Blair. The minute I read it, I thought of you. 100%. And listen, I would even do like themes, like chain restaurants, like go get them Cheddar Bay Biscuit apps at Lobster. <laughs> At Red Lobster, right? I don't know this. What is it? Cheddar what? Cheddar biscuits? Hold on. Everyone stop what you're doing. Molly. Yeah? Cheddar Bay biscuits at Red Lobster? I don't have a Red Lobster near me and I grew up in Rhode Island. Our relationship is a lie. First of all, have you ever been to Red Lobster? I think so. I think I've been there once. I grew up in Rhode Island. We just went to the dock and got lobsters. I know. True. Okay. That makes Okay. 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 Everything. Okay. Phew. Phew. I'm off the hook. Guys, friendship's back on. Friendship's back on. Back on. That's me blowing a whistle. Okay. Good. Oh, we're back in the game. Great. Time in. We're back in the game. I got to ask. Got to ask. So Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Do they have Old Bay in them? Cheddar Bay Biscuits. No, 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 no. It's cheddar cheese, chives, oh. garlic, butter, oh. all in one fluffy delicious biscuit and they bring a whole basket to your table my mouth is watering. yeah she, just to let you guys know blair did just wipe her mouth she described it she drew it a little bit and then wiped it off it's so good and they also have the mix in stores or you can find the mix online for the recipe so delicious well that sounds like a lot of work but i will look for a red lobster 
I was going to say, there's a date night for you and David. You're welcome. Yes. Please. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I also love how you, I have to be honest with you, I think your idea of chain restaurants is really great, especially for someone who, like myself who lives in the suburbs. Exactly. Like hit up the wings at Wingstop or Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my God. <laughs> Go get a mudslide at TGIF. Like, I think that's a great idea. Ooh. Yes, whatever the thing is. Ooh, go hit that salad bar at Ruby Tuesday. Yes! <laughs> yes. And then I think there's a place. What is it? Maybe it's also Ruby Tuesday. No, no, no. It's, um, what's that breakfast place that isn't Denny's? I have. It begins with a P? It begins with a, a what? <laughs> I think it begins with a P. Perkins. Perkins? <laughs> Do you know Perkins? Do I know Perkins? You better call Peggy Brooks and ask her if she knows Perkins. Why your mom loves Perkins? <laughs> she loves Perkins. <laughs> They have half price pies after like 9 p.m. They sure do. Cause I'm, that's your dessert. They're fresh and they're trying to get rid of them so they can make a fresh batch the next day. That's a great idea, Molly. It's a great idea. Did we just invent the best date night ever? Yup. <laughs> you simply go to chain restaurant after chain restaurant and get their signature item. That's how you do. So thank you, Tina. We're going to copy you and do progressive style dates, but we're going to take it down a notch. Really? Instead of up a notch, down a notch by just going to chain restaurants. I love that idea. One of our listeners said that she and her husband just stay at home. Megan, they just stay at home and they ha- talk for a couple of hours, have a couple of drinks and they cook up a moose roast. Yeah. She said, fry it up. Megan, I wish we had a dial in. Can somebody get Megan on the line? I'd love to know. What is a moose roast? You're not going to believe this. But I Uh skied with my dad, Dick Lloyd, who you all know from the pod. Good old Dick. Good old Dick Lloyd. And we, my son and I went skiing with him this weekend, had the greatest time at Mount Peter in Warwick, New York. And it was so much fun. We had a total blast. And he, in fact, said, oh, such and such, one of his friends down in Florida brought over moose. And they made moose burgers. Okay. And this was surprising to me. Because I think of, it was just vaguely surprising. It wasn't a shock or anything. But I guess I never thought about moose. I guess I don't really think about it because there's just not that many around. And I think this is a friend who had it on ice from Maine or Canada or something. But moose and venison and buffalo, Mm -hmm. they're all these sort of different kind of game meats that I haven't tried. But I would try it. But it's funny that Meekin said the same thing. I would try this for those of us who are meat eaters. It feels like it's something, wherever she's from, it sounds like it's something that's like, oh, yeah, we just fried up some moose roast. Megan, we're coming over. And people are probably like, oh, right, right, yes, delicious, great idea. So you don't have to go out for moose roast. Yeah, exactly. Fry it up and then the wine and talk in the kitchen. Another listener, Michelle, when they can't get out of the house because their kids are needing them or whatnot, they do a picnic dinner in the bedroom. Well, that makes it convenient. Yes. <laughs> I love that because I do think that there's something in here in these responses about blooming where you're planted. Okay, Molly. I like that. Well, you know, that's also a phrase that people use to be like, you don't necessarily have to live in the most, you know, exciting city or excite or beautiful place in the world. You can bloom where you're planted. Yeah. You know, et cetera. So I kind of think about that too. Like, okay, maybe we need to reframe the narrative of feeling stuck at home Mm -hmm. because we have kids now who are the light of our lives, of course. But rather than being stuck at home, what is this opportunity that we have? And it's to do something special like laying a nice blanket down and 
turning on some good music and eating our spaghetti together, just laughing and trying to keep our voices down to not wake up the kids in the next room. You know what I mean? Like, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do too. I love the idea of, actually, this is kind of funny because a neighbor was giving away her subscription date night packages because it didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, they didn't use it. <laughs> her husband was like, yeah, she's like, my husband wasn't not into this. Anybody wants some? Come pick it up. So I was like, oh, I will. So I went and picked him up. And I told Bill and he was like, this looks dumb. I was like, alrighty. For those of our listeners who haven't heard of this, because I myself have never heard of this until I saw these responses. Can you explain what a date night subscription box is? It's a date night subscription box. It's so cute. It's like a monthly box that you get and they'll put in, there's all kinds, but this one was in particular, it was like, one was like game night and it gave you uh, pieces to a game, but it was like, you know, like a couple's questions. Oh, nice. And it gave you like game pieces. And then it gives you uh, meal ideas to make and cocktail ideas to make. And it's all themed. That's fun. There was like a groovy 70s. So it was like a 70s night thing. And it like gave you a movie to watch. And it's just all kinds of things. And they have all kinds of date subscriptions. My husband was just like, not into it. But I sent it, of course, to my sweet, sweet sister-in-law. She was like, these are great. And I was like, oh, that's great. Somebody else, uh, one of our other listeners, Kim, also suggested Adventure Challenge Dinner Date book. The Adventure Challenge book, Start Your Adventure. It's 50 activity ideas, but there's all different. Yeah, there's a couple's edition, scratch off guide to adventure. They have all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? This is a big wedding gift idea. Oh, really? Yes. In a couple weddings I've been to lately and looking up like good wedding idea gifts, this always comes up because it's like scratch off and then they send you a camera as well, I think. Like a little disposable camera to put stuff, picture pictures in there. Uh huh. To put it's like a book. It's cute. Great idea. That's really fun. So that's another thing that people use. So, hey, maybe that's the tip for this is yet another tip is like call in for reinforcements from things like your date night box or things like the Adventure Challenge dinner date book or the couples, the Adventure Challenge couples book. Mm -hmm. It could be fun. But like you said about your neighbor, works for some people, doesn't work for other people. For sure. Try it out. Also, Anna, one of our listeners, I really like this because I feel like this is something... That's a a little tweak you can do to add a date night to your life. Maybe, you know, I would say once a week, but she says a couple nights a week. Her and her partner make a mini date as an extension of something they already did that evening as a family. Cute. So like if her and her partner and their kids are around the fire pit outside and then they put the kids to bed, after the kids go to bed, they pour themselves glasses of wine and go back out to the fire pit and put on their music and hold hands. I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. Continuation. I thought that was... I love that. And she says, we try to do a little something special a couple of nights a week since a real chunk of time away is hard to get while the kids are itty bitty. That's what we were saying when the kids are little. So true. It's hard. It's hard and it's expensive. So I'm going to do that. Actually, that's one of my big takeaways from this already is I'm going to try and do more of those mini dates, which is an extension of something we already did with my kid. Love it. I love that idea. Char. We got a lot of day dates, too. A lot of people said they'd like to take day dates. <laughs> one listener was like, because I don't like to leave my house <laughs> at night. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel you on that one. But Char <laughs> says that she and her husband work from home and they take the day off, send their kid, their three-year-old to daycare, and they go hiking, kayaking, and bike riding. And I love that they take the whole day. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that they're doing things that they enjoy doing, you know, and it's not just like sitting at a table and eating and drinking, you know, it's like something physical, getting outdoors and doing something that you enjoy. I think that's really sweet. I would also like to not poo-poo sitting at a table and eating and drinking because that also sounds really nice. That's my thing. (laughs) I'm actually quite jealous. Yes. That the idea of taking the day off and going kayaking, hiking and bike riding is not at the top of my list. But I wish it was. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, another listener, Debbie, also does the same thing. They go snowboarding. Mm. Yeah. Because that's their thing. So they take the day off and go snowboarding. And she says, walking into preschool pickup in ski gear feels mean, but it's the only time we can find. Listen, live your life. Live your life, Debbie. Live it. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from our listeners on Toddler Purgatory. Stick around. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. 
Welcome back to Tyler Purgatory, where we're talking about everything date night. And we got some date fabulous night. date night. We got some fabulous ideas from a lot of our listeners. And I just had to bring up this one because it was hilarious. Elizabeth says, we have a two and a one year old. God bless you. And live in the middle of nowhere. So date night is Monopoly and whiskey after the kids go to bed. Pretty sure that's how my one year old was conceived. I don't have enough rent for Park Place. Is there anything else I can do to make it up to you? <laughs> when date night turns into the beginning of your parental journey with another child. That's very funny. I just thought that was so funny. I love it. I love it. Make it work. Make it work. I also like the idea of playing board games because my husband and I are not competitive at all, but we just enjoy just like doing something stupid and fun. And I love that. Yeah. And with a little bit of whiskey, why not? Yeah. We just got this game. If anyone's looking for a board game recommendation, it's called Train of Thought. And it's sort of like one of those board games that's made to encourage conversation. Mm -hmm. But it's also kid friendly. So Mm -hmm. you can play it with your whole family or just my son and I played it the other day. And they don't really need to read. You can read it to them. But it sparks conversation. And it was really great. You just build this little train by collecting these cards. The game part of it is actually quite easy, but... Which is good because it means it's good for kind of kids of most ages. But the best thing about it was it's encouraging your kid to like remember to use their thinking back skills to think back to something that happened and what a highlight of it might be, which they might not do very often. Like kids don't sort of sit there thinking about reflect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, reflect. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Thank you. It was really interesting. And so I remember like one of the questions was something like, you know, say your favorite memory that you have with one person in the room. Ah, It was really fun. We were playing it once with this eight-year-old, our neighbor down the street, who's a, a good buddy of ours. And he got that question. And he looked at my son and said, oh, my favorite memory is when we played sorry with Aww. your grandparents and you, which is my parents. And it was so sweet. And I got to pass it on to my dad this past weekend. And it really meant so much to him. But yeah, that kind of reflection kids aren't really asked to do very often. And it was really... Nice and kind of moving. I don't know. I would suggest it. it's called Train of Thought. Train of Thought. That's a good one. Um, but Yeah, that's a good one. You could do it with your family. But my thought was also you could do it with your partner. And just it just is conversation prompting, especially if you're like me, brain dead by 753. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't. Don't make me reflect past 2022. I can't do it. I'm out. Bye. Just hand me the whiskey. It's over. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> But the things that stood out to me the most in our listeners' responses and also just in our own sort of reflections, speaking of reflecting on this, is just that idea of mini dates where I'm going to look at what we already did and have already set up and then just continue that in an adult way, which I love. It's, again, bloom where you're planted and find something, you know, again, babysitters are expensive, etc. Oh, speaking of which... Elizabeth suggests babysitting co-op. Start a co-op with, she says, 10 local families. I don't have that many friends. I got that many friends. (laughs) And then a trusted parent puts your kids to bed for free, so you have actual money to spend on dinner, a movie, whatever. She says, I'm not coming back from a date night and handing over $100 for a sitter. I hear you. I think it can be, well, my friend in Brooklyn has two other families that they do this with, and they don't do it all at the same time. You're not putting six kids to bed. It's not a slumber party, but one parent goes over to the other family's house. Mm. And maybe it's even after the kids have been put down, if you want. 
Or if they're okay to be put down, they're essentially babysitting mm-hmm. while the second partner is watching their own kids. Oh, okay. And so that other couple can go out to dinner. And then the next week, you flip it. You do it. That's smart. Because if you're lucky enough to have two partners in a, in the family, one can stay with and put down your own kids while the other one's doing it at the other house. Just one night a week. And then the, the next week you flip it. So you have a, a free sitter for date night. That's really smart. That's so smart. But again, that takes community. And so it's also, mm-hmm. I understand how hard that can be as well. Yeah. So I'm going to do those mini dates. I'm going to build them onto little addendums to fun activities we have with my son. And I'm going to, you know, grab the cozy blankets and sit out by the fire pit after, after my son goes down for bed. And we'll just make it a priority. Yeah. Oh, somebody also suggested take a nap during the day so that you can stay up past 8 p.m. Here, here. <laughs> right? Here. I'm with you on just like just making it a priority because my husband and I, we like half-heartedly make it a priority, you know? And sometimes, I got to be completely honest with you, sometimes it turns into a little resentment to our relationship, but like... I don't know, to the kids a little bit. I'm being honest. I'm in my truth right now. Sure. It's like, you know, we prioritize so much with them that when it comes to us, it's just kind of like flippity floppity, whatever, whenever. And it's just like, ugh, ugh. And I think that it just needs to, we just have to make it more of a priority and stick to it and not, you know, flippity floppity. And, uh, yeah, make it an actual appointment. <laughs> yeah, make it an appointment. And it doesn't have to be. And our problem is too, is that because of the fact that even before we got married, when we first started dating, we were living La Vida, you know, loca. So we would go to some really fancy noise spots. So I think we still have that in the back of our minds. We think of date night as like fancy. So we kind of hold on. Like treating yourself. Yeah. Yes. Like treating yourself. So we hold on to this idea of like, oh, it's got to be fancy. We got to go somewhere fancy. But I think we need to take that out of it and hit up Red Lobster for them cheddar baby biscuits, you know? Yeah. And just... Make the fanciness not the priority, but the togetherness the priority. I love that. It is hard to prioritize it. It's really hard. We're all in it. So let's encourage each other. If you're lucky enough to have a community or family nearby who can watch your kids while you steal away some time with your partner. Do it. Do it. Do it. And if you can't, maybe it's the kind of thing where you take a little nap from 3 to 3.30 so that at 8, you can have a one-hour date with your husband or wife or partner. (laughs) Teeny nap so you can fry up some moose roast. Yes. I'm going to look up what that is. Fry up some moose roast. I can't wait. Me either. Thank you all so much for being here. We hope you had some fun date night tips from this episode. And as always, feel free to chime in over at the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page. Uh, we have such great conversations and questions and group sourcing there because, hey, we're all in this together. So let's learn from each other and let's steal each other's ideas. <laughs> yeah. And keep putting those ideas up on the What Fresh Hell Facebook group. Inquiry that we put up there. Inquiry. Yes. Inquiry. Yeah. Just throw them up there. Just keep giving each other ideas for sure because they're great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and just encouragement to do it because you're right. Sometimes it's easier to stay home doesn't mean it's better. It's just easier. And sometimes the easy way seems like the right way. But if we put in a little bit more effort, we'll be strengthening our connection with our partners and giving our kids a good model for how to have stick to to your plans and also how to be a, a good partner to somebody. I love it. All right, listeners, we love you. We'll see you next week right here on Toddler Purgatory. Take it easy, y'all.
Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.